What is everyone? Welcome to Nerd on the Podcast. You didn't need to be used deserve. What did I just say? Where all levels of nerd are welcome. Uh, we are back uh, and listening to Mandalorian, the most official, unofficial companion series for Mandalorian uh, on Disney Plus. We break down the episodes from plot and key characters and give our takeaways from a mythos and narrative aspect. Today's episode, we cover Chapter Ten: The Passenger. Yeah. Lot to lot to unpack um, with this yeah. one. Um, before we get too far into it, let's introduce the hosts. Uh, so uh, I'm Corey. I'm Tom. I'm Ali. And uh, this episode is brought to you in part by the wonderful people of the Nerd Nation, powered by Patreon. If you'd like to know more about <laughs> it, check out nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. Uh, gives you uh, never preferred episodes like the Nerdon Minute and Extra, where we talk about things that aren't uh, topical or are, they're pretty, pretty topical, topical, but they're not always nerdy things. Uh, the Minute is a really interesting, fun thing that we do. We try to get a whole podcast done in a minute, which is really crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. But also you get discount, uh, discount uh, codes for merchandise, but also uh, early access to episodes of uh, the Nerdon podcast as well as uh, the update. Um, but also we can't talk about our Discord. Uh, we have to talk about our Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. We could check out, which is free to everybody. But if you're a part of that Nerdon Nation, then you have uh, private uh, channels for you where you can be part of episodes of the update and also uh, being part of the guest right. segment. Um, and also our uh, Apogee hype mic as well as our Odyssey headphones. Uh, Apogee... Uh, Hype mic is what we're recording this episode on. It's really great for all creators um, from trying to make podcasts, uh, doing Twitch streams, YouTube content. I really recommend it for everybody, but specifically uh, for the actors right now who are having to do a lot of self-tapes. It's a wonderful audio uh, device that works on your phone, computer. It's plug and play. It has really great compression. I highly recommend it. It comes with a great carrying case, especially if you need to do some stuff on the go. Um, and also, Odyssey headphones. Uh, if your ears are like Ollie's, you need to have the most comfortable thing on the market while providing oh, yeah. audi- awesome quality. So you want to be able to hear your uh, podcast co-hosts. Um, but also, if your ears are hungry and they were mouths, then it would taste like butter. Um, we <laughs> use them for all of our um, podcast needs. Um, I use them for every time I'm having to record um, stuff for my Pokemon Nuzlocke or when I'm playing uh, on Discord and or, or Twitch streaming. So uh, it's another wonderful headphone that I really recommend. It's got this long cable, so if you need to grab something from across the room since you're always connected to your computer, it's really great. But also does feature a wonderful carrying case as well. So Apogee and Odyssey, we couldn't do this without you. Um, with all that housekeeping out of the way, let's get on with the episode. Um, yeah. Woo. Passenger. The so the passenger. passenger. Um, what were what were you guys' initial reactions? What were, what were you guys' thoughts? Um, well, from a Star Wars fan uh, standpoint, there are a lot of nods in this episode mm-hmm. to a lot of deep lore things that I really enjoyed. Um, but as a narrative, um, especially coming off the the last episode, the first time I watched it, I was a little less excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I watched it a second time, and I found a lot of stuff I actually really liked about this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the dynamic of, you know, it's it's kind of, in a sense, a bottle episode a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. where it's what do you mean bottle? The, yeah. So bottle episode in a TV series is where you keep your characters in one location almost for the entire episode. Uh, and they're stuck usually in close quarters. So an example of a bottle episode would be there's an episode of Family Guy where Stewie and Brian are locked in a uh, bank vault so, yeah. overnight. Or there's literally an episode in Community called Bottle Episode where they're stuck in the yeah. the, uh, in the, the, uh, the study room study for room. the entire episode. Um, so you get like a miniature one of that uh, in this episode. 
Um, but I actually, yeah, we'll get into specifics a little bit, but I, I ended up actually, I think the season so far is two for two for me, um, Mm -hmm. on, uh, over, over season one. Yeah. I think, I think I'm right there with you as far as like the narrative. Um, it's, it's hard to sort of pull a, a clean, you know, like one line synopsis for the episode. Um, I mean, in some ways it is really easy, but, um, I think, I think what it benefits from, uh, in sort of escaping, any negatives that could come from it being like a bottle episode is the fact that it kind of wraps up the previous episode and yeah. it kind of goes back to, um, I forget the character's name, uh, Pelly, uh, mm-hmm. Pelly Mono, right. Or Mato is her name in the show. Just Pelly. Pelly. I go with Pelly. Uh, Pelly. Uh, they go back to uh, her and they kind of wrap up some of that stuff. Um, and then they have that sort of like hijinks with uh, the, um, the sort of pirates or whatever in the middle of the desert which, by the way, I'm I want to know uh, how this fight scene stacks up in comparison for you, Tom, <laughs> compared um, to like the first episode. It, it, I mean, it's obviously like short, but I think it yeah, was. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say it's well, the, well, the first one was supposed to be more a big visually introductory fight. This is more of like a scrap. Yeah, um, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, but again, it's like okay, so like, what does this scene? What does this scene serve for this episode? Right. So it's that's the kind of it's the hard you know lines to draw, uh, but. I, there was enough small episodes that I just loved so much in this one that it, I totally forgave any of those issues. Uh, for me, uh, <clears throat> I, I would say I'm, I'm starting to see a little bit of the issues I had before with season one. Not so egregious in that sense of like there's no character involved where, I, again, I will say in the sense of like two for two of like, I give a shit about uh, Din Jaren a lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, and um, and uh, I, I, I like... Where that that piece is going with the like if this is quote unquote the runner is like you're trying to see a little bit more of the character from this point of view, which I'm like, I don't know what we did all season one though. Um but uh this episode, you know, I think a lot of people are gonna look at it as the kind of like bottle episode, but also the like this is the freak of the week monster thing that we're gonna do talk about. Um, but it, it has some implications in there that like I'm excited for, but I'm also very uh um, cynical about because I felt like with season one there was a lot of things of like here's this no- here's this note of a thing but we're not going to talk about it and it was just kind of very like it's not satisfying to answer those questions how you answer it um, versus like I'd rather you not answer it and give me an answer to a question I never had if you're not going to answer this in a way that I like that that is satisfying mm-hmm. um, for me that's just for me purely I know I'm I'm, I'm a huge minority in the world of people and everyone's just like Tom fucking's an asshole. And anyway, so, um, but going on to that, um, there's a little bit of, um, production. Um, it's pretty much the same people, but I do want to make sure that we do, um, give a mention to the director of the episodes, Peyton Reed, who directed, um, uh, the breakup. Yes, man, Ant-Man, Ant-Man, the wasp. Uh, and also I just want to give a shout out because, you know, if, most of the showrunners, all that stuff, the cast will say the same. So for the production part of the show, we'll just talk about like specific key things like appearances by. So the um, the uh, motion capture performance or the physical performance, uh, Frog Lady is the same actor who uh, I have spoken um, that, oh, that character. Cool. So uh, and also appearance by um, Dave Filoni um, as one of the um, Republic uh, X-Wing fighter pilots. Um, mm-hmm. But also the director of photography, uh, Boz uh, Idion, 
um, who did additional photography and also was the camera operator for films such as Rogue One, Vice, and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. And uh, I really wanted to just kind of make sure that we're trying to talk about, at least if this show, when the show continues, we talk holistically about the show and the, thing, the great things they've done. Um, but other than that, uh, I forget, we don't do like a brief synopsis for the episode, right? We just go straight into this boy? No, yeah, we just go into it. Yeah. So let's let's talk about it. And I want to talk real quick. One thing is a little bit of a theory thing. Um, sure. And yeah, uh, so um, I... I, 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 you know, we talked about our production and who um, certain characters will be in the future. Um, and so we know people like, because this is all announced. This is all announced. Right. It was like Boba Fett was going to make an appearance. You know, yeah. uh, Ahsoka Tano might make an appearance, all these things. And so I'm thinking, so they included this spider thing in, yeah. the, in the thing where... Um, the first time this spider made an appearance was in Star Wars Rebels. Uh-huh. And I will go ahead and be the first to say I was not like on the bandwagon to start watching Star Wars Rebels. And then my boy Ian was like, you're going to like it. Just start watching it. And I started watching it and I really fucking liked it. Um, it's a really good show. Um, but that specific show when it introduced these, these spiders, which are different than the ones in the video game. Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. No, mm. the other video game. Oh. Fallen Order. <laughs> um, the the spiders in, in Rebels was in an episode featuring Sabine Wren. Sabine Wren, if people know who that is in Star Wars Rebels, is the Mandalorian in the show. And oh. in the show's Rebels, like Sabine Wren is a female Mandalorian, and she's pretty baller. She's where she's what I thought the sh- the Mandalorian show should have been of like I'm a Mandalorian, but I'm artistic, and this is like me as the as the vessel to explore. Like there are like Mandalorians who are like part of this giant like hierarchy, and there are different clans. And I'm from Clan Wren, and I'm like this seems baller. And then the Mandalorian show was just not that at all. Um, but that being said, with the spiders being included, I'm thinking that a particular someone that we've mentioned, I won't get into the spoiler territory because I got in trouble for that last season um, was certain people who have been announced that were in the show, I think are going to be certain people we've seen before in the Dave Filoni universe. Will it yeah. be the Filoniverse? Will- yeah, I don't know. And if it is, that'd be cool. But will it be fru- fruitful? Who knows? I know that there are some Star Wars TV shows that aren't announced that are starting production. So it's very interesting to see like, who knows what's going to happen? Because there's a lot of talks with Darth Maul, a Boba Fett show. So it's like, who knows what's going to happen? That's kind of what I mean by like, I like that we just get to live in this universe. I talked about it last week where, you know, it felt more lived in, you know, with them kind of going after the dragon. And it, and it was sort of, it left the territory of fan service and became kind of like a rich universe that we can just spend time in. Um, and I think that is what Dave Filoni is interested in. I think he spent a lot of uh, energy and effort creating this and expanding this universe during rebels. And I think he sees the opportunity to really bring it uh, and show even more people what his vision is for sort of this universe moving forward. And that that's, I think ultimately what was, what is exciting or as far as the the prospect of that, um, whether that kind of pays off in, in some like super, uh, you know, satisfying way this season or in a future season remains to be seen. But um, I'm excited for what 
first off, what they're starting off to do and what the technology enables them to do uh, with seemingly not as, you know, obviously there's a lot of hard work and a lot of um, like research and development that's gone into the technology they use to to make the show. But I love that they that they spent the time, they spent the money, they nailed the technology and now they get to um, with very like Dave Filoni can put anything he wants in the show from rebels, you know, and yeah. he's basically created yeah, yeah. that platform of like back in the day, we used to praise animation and stuff of being able to do whatever you wanted. And now it's sort of like, this is it. You know, we've gotten to the place, place where Filoni can, he just continue his vision in, in, in a live uh, action in a live action setting instead. So that's, ex- sure. I think exciting. Um, for me, the thing, the thing I really liked about this episode, uh, was the, relationship between uh mando and the frog lady um mm-hmm. i don't did she have a name i don't remember it i don't think so um, I, think just, I think they kept calling her frog lady actually even in the i i so. really enjoyed the the scene where she rewires the robot from the first season uh to speak for her uh i love that she just left and went chilling to go to like a warm pool to make sure her eggs are incubated correctly and um I really, I, for not understanding the character for ninety percent of the the episode, I really enjoyed uh, the portrayal of 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 that species. Mm-hmm. I I loved when they were running, how she was trying to sprint, and then she was like, "Fuck this!" and then and got on all fours and just started road. hopping away. And I was like, "This is great! This yeah. is awesome!" Um, it also is really cool. Some of the callbacks, you know, the reason he didn't want to to signal to ping uh, is because his ship he helped break out empire folk from prison from a rebel command fleet from uh episode six the 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 jailbreak episode uh from season one and i had totally forgot about that i was like why didn't he just why didn't he just ping him um and that in fact that whole scene between the uh the x-wings and him you know being like yeah i guess i don't i don't it's not working i don't know all right well we're just gonna have to take you in anyway oh here it is it's working now yeah uh i know that feeling very well uh, so yeah, I just, I, they do seem to be humanizing Mando a little bit more this season, which uh, I think also, to, I also so liked his Tom's. relationship with the child in this episode. Yeah. It, it had a very old school feel to it, to, to, to the sort the of eggs. the quiet and the quiet, you know, his quiet adventure with trying to get the eggs. It felt, it felt very droid esque in that, in that sort of yeah whimsy and silly yeah and, and and i was like i really appreciated that little that little flavor i, I did that little thread through the episode i did like um what Corey was kind of talking about kind of like the republican x x-wing fighters like i really liked that sequence because it felt republican? like the new republic the new republic yeah the republic you know, yeah whatever they're called the resistance and i'm like they're <laughs> the republic so yeah the new republic people so like i i really liked that because i liked how they kind of provided this deus ex machina at the very end um, in a way where it wasn't like, well, now everything is you know solved. Where yeah. there's a little bit of like a, hey, if I give you this bounty, then you know how about you help me out with this? And they're like, how about we don't kill you? You just get out of here. I was like, yeah, that's I, I really says, like. Why don't you give me a bounty and fix it, fix my ship yeah. and get me out of here? And he goes, how about we don't kill you and you meet us back at this place and we'll fix your ship. Yeah, I, like, I really like, really liked that because to me, I can't I can't handle I can't. It's not I can't handle. I don't think. It's really well thought out if you're, um, if all the heroes are, all the good guys are just like, you know, fucking, you know, great human beings where like they're, they're, they are the good guys, but they're also not just like, 
oh, we're going to help out and we're cannon fodder. We're like, nah, like, yeah, you put us on this race thing. But also, like, we, he we broke saved, out Empire supporters. We saved you. Know. you and it respects the it respects that, like, that idea, that group of people that like, I, yeah, those, I, those pilots. People. And I also kind of like the idea that, like, if they wanted to go further with it, they wanted to bring in some Ryan Johnson vibes into it, where it's like the Republic is also just another government. It's like, it doesn't mean it's any better than the last one. You know, it's just like, they're also just not trying to destroy planets all the time, but they're still just space bullies, you know, like Mm -hmm. that'd be kind of cool just to see that. They were like, no, we got, no, it's lunch break. Sorry, we can't help you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's just very, I I like that aspect of it. Um, Also, one thing, a shout out I didn't mention was uh, the voice for Frog Lady. Yes, I just looked up on the Wikipedia um, is voiced (laughs) by D. Bradley Baker, who... Oh, oh, voices all of the clones and yeah. in the animated series. So it's um there's that. But uh Perfect. um no, I, I like that. I liked um I liked the fight scene with uh the beginning fight mm-hmm. scene I think was better than the first fight scene to answer Ollie's question. And I think the the cave fight with the spiders was was pretty well done. Like I think there was the yeah. quote unquote Gandhi Tartakovsky rule of cool with um him like shooting up the the flamethrower gauntlet thing. Um and just a random tiger ADR for no reason. Um, but uh, uh, I, I thought those those were fun bits. And I, I liked that there was helplessness because it was starting to get to a point where nothing stops Mando. He's a rubber human being. So mm-hmm. obviously no stakes are, you know, there's no stakes ever. Um, uh, I did like a little bit of um Speaking that. of which, they ate steaks in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, that crate dragon. Delicious crate dragon. Uh, any other favorite parts? Yeah, I mean that that first fight scene when he, uh, you know, wrist grapples the gun to knock out the other guys, and then he lets the thing take it. It's it's like a Jawa kind of thing. Yeah, lets him take the jetpack and then like, and just takes it off, and you just Mm -hmm. see this body fly down. And then and then that look that that the challenge gives him that judgmental like like, he's like what you have to do it that way. I did like uh, how at the end of that the the jetpack comes back to him and it just falls down. It's not so clean. Like yeah. right. to me, it's there's a, there is that. It doesn't little just bit of, land. It it yeah. lands and then like tips F- falls over. I'm like, yeah. there's a little bit of like there needs to be not a sense of like I'm too cool for school like sense mm-hmm. where it's like all right, it's, it's that still it's the flaw of the jetpack. It's like probably advertised to be able to like land p- with precision like a SpaceX rocket or something and yeah. then it just falls over. <laughs> and I was really glad they didn't play the entire ship like a safe zone. Like even. Going inside the ship and seeing that the spiders yeah. beat him in there, yeah. and then like getting yeah, into the cockpit and the doors not shutting all the way, and like I, I just I thought it was really the suspense was, was really good. well done in this yeah. episode. Yeah, good suspense. And then how quickly they overtake that ship, right? Because you see them start getting shot, and he comes out, and there's already webs everywhere inside the hull of the ship, um, and it just shows you how quick these creatures are. They hatch. And they hunt, and they immediately start building a nest wherever they are. Uh, I thought that was a. I thought they were terrifying. I thought they were the um, the, the spiders from Knights of the Old Republic were, when I first watched it. The Kim, I thought I think they were. I, th- I saw something that they were like cut from, like they were concept from like this, like the seventies or eighties, and it was cut they, from like yeah, the future. It, they were oh. ori- they were originally were for um, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it was like yeah, a concept yeah. art of like on of Hoth, that, right? Of exactly planet, that ice with planet. the eggs and everything around. Yeah, it. and that's um, that's an interesting thing because there that's a Dave Filoni thing. Dave Filoni is a very big like deep cuts kind of guy. Yeah, and yeah, like sub, putting Sabak in the game. Hello, I mean in the in the show, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. Um, that's very cool. Yeah. So I mean, it's that you know, 
extended universe stuff that's that they're kind of paying homage to. They're also paying homage to Ant Man. I guess. Put a giant <laughs> ant in there. Uh, although there is a there is a giant bug creature in the first Star Wars in the cantina. There's like a big and then everyone's like, "Oh my god, that's the one Easter egg!" Something. Like, yeah, I guess you don't call it. That. <laughs> I, thought, I thought more ant. of the Easter the Easter eggs that I read were more so that that um, Pele wins with Idiot's Array, which is what uh, Lando wins with in Rebels in the episode titled mm-hmm. Idiot's Array. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that was a nice little deep cut to his own show. Um, yeah. I, I enjoy those those little things that aren't like in your face. Like, look, we brought Han Solo back from the dead. Right, um, right. It's it's more subtle. Like, pay attention grunted. and you'll catch them. Yeah, well, kind of. Thing. I'm Believe I'm it. kind of in that boat where like I want to start seeing like that Rebels Clone Wars universe stuff. Like, I want to see mm-hmm. the father. We might be building up to it. I yeah. mean, because this is supposed to take place right before the show, right? Yeah, the Rebels show. Because this could mm-hmm. this could. Um, you know, introduce all the players and then, you know, the spinoffs. Because, like, this, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would want this show to ever become, like, at the scale of, like, a film, like, a Star Wars film, right? I like the, I like the Western, smaller mm-hmm. scale aspect of it. Well, but it could totally, uh, you know, open up the possibility for shows to spin off. And, and, and they definitely can achieve that run, if they stick to a, that. if they stick to a fucking time slot. Yeah. Um, instead of being 41 minutes. You gotta figure it out. <laughs> Everybody's figuring it <laughs> out. Uh, uh, but no, this, uh, Rebels is before New Hope. Oh, okay. before okay, because Darth Got Vader it. is around. Oh, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Yeah, that's why I was like, mm. but yeah. So, um, favorite characters for this episode? Is there is there really a question? Uh, no, the child was was fun. One of the more fun, ep- fun episodes for I mean, the child. It's always Miss Mando. I mean, you got Mando, Mando, you got I Frog Lady, and you great. got yeah, Pele. I did, yeah, for for like you know, Doctor Mandible. Big, big, big shout out to them doing like as much practical as they could, you know, with it and all that stuff. And it looked great. The practicals, I am enjoying the practicals. They're using the practical suits with the CGI mouths Mouths because it's a lot more subtle. It's like dinosaurs in the rain. Mm -hmm. It's it's a lot harder to tell that they're CGI when you have someone in the suit. Like Tom pointed out, I think uh, last week with Simon Pegg in the suit in Mm -hmm. um, in, uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Thank you. It's a real suit, and they just CGI the face a little bit. Um, it's a lot more subtle. I mean, it was the, it was nice in the yeah. first episode with John even when they, character. Even when she switches to full frog, like I think because they focus like it's more on Mando's perspective during and the it's run. Moving camera, it's it's and it's moving camera. It's very subtle. You don't again, you don't get a chance to really observe the quality of it too well. So it's right. they do it in a clever way to to you know to yeah. hide the seams, so to speak. Um, I will say that uh, my my heart dropped when the ground caves oh, when geez, yeah. in that scene. I was like, oh my God. I honestly thought it was going to be one of those worms from uh, <laughs> oh. that Empire. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, it's rough. This is a rough episode for Mando. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? Not well, the thing that Ikea ship comes together, no problem. It's <laughs> yeah. it's the, um, which which I technically, I really like the kind of storytelling of like, it's the Assassin's Creed, it's the God of War of like, by season two, Mando had everything. He had a speeder bike, he got a jetpack, and then I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he started taking that stuff away. I'm like, okay, you know, you got to give him a little bit of a fucking challenge. And yeah, so right. this one's like, cool, like he's not going to win all the things. It would have been um, sad if he lost his jetpack, like actually. I'm excited to see what happens once he reaches the station, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Is this as far as he can get? I also liked the, uh, what was the, fr- I'd never heard the phrase in the Star Wars universe before. Maybe I just missed it in other other canon episodes but 
uh, she say sublight or sublight oh, yeah. speed? You can't go light speed. You can't go into light speed. Yeah, yeah. She's, they, they had a phrase for that it was called. Yeah. It was like sub I wrote it sublight. Down. I think. Yeah, yeah. I or love something. that. I thought that yeah. was cool. He's yeah. like, I'm supposed to travel sublight. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's like, that hey, stuff. we need you to ride across the state. Okay, great, but you got to do it on a bike, not a yeah. car. It's still three hundred. Like. The yeah. How else can you have like a story like that or like an Oregon Trail style story? Because when you know, you can instantly teleport to any like yeah. Coruscant from the, from, a good the way to do it. from the from the edge of the galaxy to the core in like two yeah. seconds. It's still I mean, 300 million meters per second. So it's uh, for me, it's it's this was a really I think this is so far. I mean, we're only two episodes in, but these episodes have been very distinct from the first season. Aside from, you know, episode three of season one was phenomenal. I don't think anything is for me has topped that quite yet. Yeah. Shout out to Deborah Chow. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, the stakes in this one were really well done. You already have, you know, someone who can't travel light speed. It's literally the last of the last spawn she's going to have, be able to give in her life cycle. They risked everything. And now the ship has crashed and they might all die. Like it was and really, the child is eating the eggs. <laughs> it was really built up really well. Uh, I, I yeah. thought this was, you know, shout out to the writers. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any qualms? Um, I'm sure I will in a sec here. I got two I off the got, bat. I just got, yeah, go for it. You start us off. I'll, I'll jump uh, in. I'm not a fan of the egg thing, egg eating thing. Really? It was to me like, obviously they got to do three times and this is just like, ha ha ha, someone's <laughs> fucking whole spawn at, you know, at the expense of for someone's comedy. Like, mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I'll, it's, I'll jump on that one. It was. It's like it's like Chris Farley falling off a cliff every time. It's like stop making fun of the fat guy. That's fair. Like, I mean, Chris I get, Farley was hilarious, but <laughs> this, I the first time was funny. The first time to honestly, the first time I chuckled out loud. Yeah. Like I, I saw it just go and like pop in his mouth. I was like, oh god damn it, he eats everything. Yeah. Well, to me, uh, it's like they established that in the first season where he eats frogs. Yeah, and like that's mm-hmm. fine and, and all that stuff. And but it's like rats, this became like a thing where it's like. This looks like a good time for me to frog. Like it became so like I know by the numbers like when it's gonna happen. It, yeah. it, it did like the first time it happened. Like you said, like I was like, oh shit, like that's cool. It's like a baby's day out. But yeah. like there's, there do you think that's them trying to um, give more to the baby to do while he's just kind of like a passenger? Uh, uh, a lot of apologists have said like John Favreau knows you can't just sell Baby Yoda just based on cuteness. And I'm like, I don't give a shit how you sell them, but like it's it's also it's just kind of like forced comedy for me. Mm-hmm. I did like, like the force of pulling all the eggs towards him. Yeah, I thought that, yeah. see I that's like kind of that cool. Was nice, but yeah, at the second time he ate the egg and the, the end, I was like, the, to me, it kind I of like just spider. It I like just the no. Oh, it just distracted that. any sense of connection that the frog lady could have had with uh, Din Jaren because of yeah. like you're having to protect your own child. You should know how it fucking feels like. But instead, yeah. no, your child just eats my child. So who gives a fuck? Yeah, um, I agree with that. So like I did like his his rebellion to go eat the spiders instead. I I liked I did like that. Um, but. and then the second thing was um, I'm getting a little worried. Um, because I know how I wanted a lot more human humanity out of uh Mando, but like because in season one he's very like the reason I think I got such a weird like arm's length away from him is because there's almost nothing for him to do other than shoot things where he's at. Um, or do things because he's almost too. You don't need him to. He doesn't need anything, really, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because he's so good at doing everything he's doing. Because he's and that's the tough thing I think with the bounty hunter character is they're really good at tech. They could fight on their own. They could rally people around. They could find whoever the fuck they're trying to kill because they're a bounty hunter. So in season two, 
he's trying to find Mandalorians because they may know where Jedi are because they may know where this child species is. But this season so far has been like, apparently he doesn't know how to find his own people. And apparently he doesn't know how to find any clues other than the two people he talked to. So it's like, you're, we're, I guess this is how you do it. But also it's like, shouldn't you be like a master tracker? Like how does yeah. Boba well, I mean, Fett you also have to remember you? with bounties, they already have a location and a face. Mm-hmm. And so like, and that's the thing where that. it's like, he's a master bounty hunter, but he can't f- track certain things. So it's a little interesting. It, take, it takes a step back, I think for like his humanity to step forward. And so uh-huh. I'm kind of like, it feels like every th- episode is going to be led to like, it's what I make fun of the Dark Knight for and the Nolan Batman of like, he's not a detective at all. Because the only thing he's good at is yelling, a- asking questions like, where's the trigger? Where's the other drugs going? Where, you know, like, where's Rachel? Like, there's like, that's Must not a detective works. So like <laughs> Mando's only thing is like, hey, uh, you know where I can find Mando's? Like, I don't know. How about you fucking go look with your goddamn scouter? And it's like, I just want to ask people instead so I can introduce this plot character. Okay, sounds cool. Like, yeah. there's a little I mean, bit of that. How do you start? In that in that way. Looking for someone, you ask. I guess for me, like, you, he was, he, the you want to see, you, you basically, you want to see him, like, struggle at a task. There's kind of more than just, like, an ex machina saving the day or, like. There's a little bit like, of, like, instance, a, like, the squadron coming in at the end, right? Like, that wasn't him solving well, there, there's something that in the Filoni shows that they did before where there's a little bit of a desperateness that each character kind of came across where, like, there is no other person you can ask. Mm-hmm. And, like, they've used the force to intervene with that, which has been cool. But then there is, like, you know, comparing it to, like, again, a space western samurai show where it's, like, you've had Samurai Jack. You have the Gindy Tartakovsky shows where it's, like, there's just silence. There's no character. There's nothing for him to do. There's no one to be, like, I have to save this one person. But it's, like, I'm alone. There's the Well, there's I think the also in season and- one – it it took him like I think one of his struggles or one of his growths were him like taking on the child right as his responsibility and I think mm-hmm. he had to in him and, and also him like trusting in, in droids over the course of the season like those yeah. were threads that you could follow he doesn't we don't quite have that fully yet. in this yet you know he's still looking for the coven he's still trying to get uh you know the the wizards nothing's really changed about uh where he's at nor has it really set up sort of any kind of arc that would be going on through this season. I imagine he's about to be knee deep and I imagine everything from last season is going to catch up, catch up to us. Um, So that's probably where, where this season is headed. If I had to guess. And also, I I guess for me, it just kind of felt like ideas, but he should be at where John wick three is at. where like, everyone's coming after him feeling where it doesn't feel like that at all. Right. It Mm -hmm. just feels a little like, well, we're on this little mission thing and I'm not trying to talk shit about the side mission vibe but it's just like mm-hmm. i just don't give feel us like the mission so with that need for him. Well, you don't mind the side missions you know like it's like it started the season with well, like arguably a couple side missions and we're like okay well what's the where are we going you know yeah i mean the thing is like about side missions the way you're supposed to go about it is like you have to get this thing in order to get that thing in order to go so it feels like this big obstacle for him but it's like mm-hmm. it's to save people so it shouldn't feel like it's a, you know, a, a thorn in his side. So, right. it, it, so at this point, like, I guess to that point, I was like, there's not a lot of like growth for him to do. There's a lot of human for him, which is fine. But yeah. like, I'm not going to talk about like the weird thing with the droid stuff, but that's just my qualm. But any other qualms for anyone else? The weird thing with the droid stuff? Yeah. That he doesn't like droids? He doesn't like didn't. droids. And at the very end, there's like IG-88 who's like, I've never been alive, so you don't have to feel bad for me. It's like, we didn't say, you don't have to feel bad for me. He says that. He says, don't be sad. I've never been alive. 
Oh yeah, no, but his whole thing was that no living thing has seen his face. He's yeah, like, he's like, I'm not alive, so it's like okay, cool. So yeah, you're not a real. Like, you know, it's it's that sense. It's like all right, well, let's see how it works with an actual droid who has an who has a personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they still argue: is it just numbers and programming? I mean, as we saw with C3PO in mm-hmm. in uh, last last not last Jedi. Yeah, uh, like I like Rise to see Skywalker. Us. Like let's yeah, pull on that totally threat override. somewhere. You know, hand that off. You know, hand yeah. that if they, off to if, another droid. Let's continue if, that. If they if Star Wars wants to start tackling droids, then they're gonna have to start tackling slavery. And I don't think they're mm-hmm. gonna be doing that. I mean they did. Not in Solo. well. In Solo? I thought that was really well done. What happens to her? I mean she gets killed, but she saves thousands. She doesn't of- save. She gets ripped apart because Amelia Clark says, sorry, and says and then puts it into the machine. But she saves all the people who are enslaved there. Oh, then yes, that's fine. And then, yeah. and when she be, once she meets her arc, bang bang, mm-hmm. they kill the yeah. character off. And I'm like, right, make some sacrifices to save hundreds of people. Anyway, that's not the show we're talking about. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I have any qualms for this episode. I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited for him to meet the uh, New Republic. Um, see what happens with all transgressions he's had against freeing their prisoners and all that. I want to see jazz. what Frogman looks like and if they're going to call him Frogman <laughs> or give him an actual name. Frog General Man. Frogman. Hey, what, Frogman. Is he, I meant is frog he seeing them? He's going to go get the ship fixed first, right? Well, um, there's shots in the trailer where he's walking with Frogman and Frog Lady. Got it. So I'm like, that's probably the next episode. Mm, I'm excited. I, I, I'm in it, y'all. Uh, this is, I think... Aside from like Clone Wars, uh, this is one of the for me better Star Wars experiences I've had, uh, including the, the the excluding Clone Wars and the original films. I'm I'm uh, kind of going on that idea that like large IPs are probably better served in TV. Yeah, um, just because I'm you, getting there. you get to kind mm-hmm. of just be in it for a longer period of time. Spend time. And, yeah, you don't feel like it has to be like. I think there are things that like are like Joker that could be like. Here's a movie. Rogue One mm-hmm. could be like a movie, but then if you just do like, cool, the Star Wars saga, all of it done in serial form, could have been mm-hmm. fucking baller. Yeah, I think it's, it's about. Great. I think it comes down to what you want to. What's the story you want to tell, and what what your goal is, right? So something like this, where it's expanding on the universe and and it's and it's opening up all these threads that we can like continue to pull on. That you know has to be a TV show, right? It can't. Yeah, be, it's and, got and it character. needs those. It needs that breath. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything else before we wrap up the episode? Anything no, that we it. hope to see for the next episode? Any? Uh, I, I said it. I was I like, I just want to see the new. Yeah, Republic. I want to see the new Republic. I mean, we've we've just been teased. Uh, I'm going to still consider it a tease, even from the from the theatrical movies. I want to. I want to get I, in there. I want to see something that connects from the first episode, or else I'm going to snore. Um, something that just like something that connects from the first episode. Yeah, a Boba oh. Fett, a dark saber, uh, something. Give me something that connects a little bit, just to feel a little what bit more serial, tattooing, or a little bit more episodic, just a little bit more. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe just the other engine from Anakin's speeder. Then I'll be like, cool. <laughs> what happened to that? <laughs> uh, well, Boba has that one. Uh, everyone, that's that's the show. That's the that's all show we got. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's Six it. That's all. A lot of show for this episode. It's short. Mandalorian is a short series, short episodes. Yeah. 
for short TV episodes that are a little 40 minute long. Minute long. So, um, everyone, if you uh, haven't already, check out nerdon.tv for the website where you can see all the stuff for Nerd on the Podcast, Nerd on Update, uh, the Capes Crusaders, um, and check out their, our, our Patreon with Nerd on Nation because it does help us out. Um, but any other way that to support the show, um, sharing with your friends, uh, telling people about it, telling people to tune in and about it, it's, it really helps us out. Reviewing also The Mandalorian specifically on top of the review that you gave for Nerd on. Um, do you have any other messages for our uh, light fa- uh, speed, the light light speed faring friends, our our fellow hosts? May the force be with you. May the force be with you, <laughs> and with you as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, everyone, uh, that's been the show. Uh, you know the drill, as always. Nerd on. Broadcast.